Great Wall fans, Common Sensors podcast consumers, welcome to episode 116, that's right, 116 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. I'm, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and it is Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there, uh, and we're going to have some Thanksgiving-themed things throughout this episode and we're actually, for those of you that only listen, this makes no difference to you, but we are, uh, we're, we're recording on a Wednesday as opposed to a Thursday because Thanksgiving is Thursday and I'm just, I'm not spending that time outside of my family and, uh, we do it on Wednesday instead. Uh, but of course, if you're listening to this, that, that makes no difference to you. You don't even know when we recorded it, it just pops up in your podcast stuff and, and then you're good to go. Uh, all right. We always kick things off with <clears throat> our social plugs. You can keep up with us during episodes, before episodes, after episodes, whenever you so please. And you can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be Twitter. Head on over to Twitter. Follow our official Go Tell to the Wall Twitter account, which is at Tell the Wall Pod. That's right, at Tell the Wall Pod. You can also follow my own personal Twitter account, which is at Magic Muppet. Follow both of those. You know you're you're following a bunch of people on Twitter anyway. You may as well add a couple more accounts to that. We've got some Twitter news this evening, actually, that some people may not be aware of, and it's interesting. Kind of one of those things you don't think of uh, when it comes to social platforms, but it came up recently with Twitter, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook. That's right. We are currently live on Facebook right now with episode 116. Uh, so head on over to facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Like our page. Check back often for all kinds of updates. That's going to keep you up to date on all new episodes, uh, all new content coming up for the YouTube channel and, and, and new blog posts, all that good stuff. So make sure you head on over to facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall and click that like button on our page. And of course, YouTube, which I just mentioned, we are on YouTube. That's where you're going to find all of our beer reviews. All of our live feeds get posted on YouTube as well uh, as our parenting clips, mental health clips, all that good stuff. Uh, so make sure you head on over to YouTube, search Go Tell It to the Wall, and subscribe to our page. Watch those videos. Tell us how great they are, how bad they are, whichever. It, it, as long as you're watching them, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm happy. Uh, <clears throat> and of course, most importantly, all-inclusive uh, of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Head on over there, bookmark it. You're going to find links to all those things I just mentioned, uh, as well as blog posts, photos you're not going to find anywhere else, all kinds of good stuff up there. Uh, and, of course, our a link to our Patreon campaign if you want to support us financially. Uh, every little bit helps, so please check out our Patreon campaign. You can get, get all kinds of cool little perks on there, and uh, every dollar helps. If you've got a dollar, uh, please help us out with that. If you've got a lot of money, help us out with more. That, that That's how starving artists are, are making a living these days is things like Patreon and coffee and, and all that good stuff. So please, uh, please help keep the studio running. Uh, help help keep this running smoothly and, and moving along uh, by supporting us on Patreon. And I, I, I need to just put this in the in the opening from now on. And I'm, I'm trying to populate maybe some podcast stuff there. But if you want to, if you're an Instagram user, uh, definitely follow my own personal tw- uh, Instagram account, which is uh, SoCalShawn. That's right, at SoCalShawn, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N. Uh, you're going to find all, right now you're going to find mostly uh, kid pictures, as well as a lot of concert photos. So especially if you're into concerts, uh, most of the music that I talk about on the podcast, uh, follow the SoCal Sean account on Instagram. Uh, and I'm working on populating more go tell it to the wall stuff to, to actually onto that account. Cause right now, like I said, it, it's mostly Instagram's photos. It, it's hard to really integrate a lot of that stuff. Uh, but we're working on getting some stuff integrated on there. Cause I know a lot of people really prefer to use Instagram. I've been using a lot more lately. Uh, it, it, each for me, each like platform has its purpose. 
I don't use a lot of Twitter. Uh, I enjoy Facebook because it keeps me up to date on a lot of bands and, and, and things I follow. Uh, and then I like Instagram because it's, it's, it's pretty much relatives and friends and, and their cute photos as well as photos from like, you know, celebs. I don't even, do we even call them celebrities anymore? People that I follow. <laughs> so I do enjoy the, uh, the Instagram as well. Uh, and as I mentioned, happy Thanksgiving. Hope, hope you are all enjoying the week. Uh, eat lots of turkey, do all the things, have some, spend some time with family, uh, this week. Please, please make sure you do that. We're going to get into a little bit more of that on the weekly rant. That's going to be fun. Uh, and of course the beer this week, that's right. The beer this week, we've got another tasty brew from Samuel Adams. That's right. Sam Adams, uh, there out of Boston. This is the new England IPA. That's right. The new England IPA. Uh, for those of you not super familiar with the IPAs, these new England IPAs tend to be a little hazier, uh, a little juicier compared to a West Coast IPA. If you're mainly a West Coast IPA drinker, you're going to get some slight differences there. In fact, it even says on here, hazy and juicy. That's right. It's it's definitely not as juicy as a lot of these super hazy IPAs that have been popping up from craft breweries, uh, but it's still it's still juicier than your typical West Coast IPA. Coming at out 6.8% alcohol by volume. Uh, very smooth, though. It's a very smooth 6.8% and very, very drinkable. I don't think you'd want to drink a ton of them because it is a little bit stronger than than your, your typical beer, um, but it's, it's about average for an IPA. So check them out if you're a Sam Adams fan. This is probably not one that I would recommend to our honor producer, Chris, uh, simply because it's a little hoppy for his taste. That that I'm sure of. Uh, but it is tasty. I'm enjoying it. And, the, and, and if you're not familiar with this, Sam Adams has their own slightly different cans. Uh, they are, they're a little bit different from most cans that you're going to find uh, from, from any brewery, definitely from like a Budweiser or one of those. But even a craft brewery, uh, it, it's a little bit different. It's got a kind of a bigger lip on the top here. I don't know what purpose that serves, but it's funny because if you're a regular beer or even a soda drinker, you notice it. you're like, ooh, this this feels a little different, but it's very good, very tasty. Sam Adams, New England IPA. Uh, you can probably find this really nationwide in a grocery store. I think it's a new one of theirs, but Sam Adams is nationwide. Despite the fact uh, that they are still officially uh, an independent craft brewery, they are part of the Independent Brewers Association because they're still independently owned. No, There's not a big beer company that owns them which is always weird. I think I've said that on this podcast a bunch of times, uh, just because they have such large, wide distribution. So you don't think about that. You're like, well, clearly they must be owned by InBev or one of the other big... Nope, nope, still completely independent. Uh, they just they just have a large operation that happens to be independent, so that's always fun. Uh, check them out. Sam Adams. Everyone knows what Sam Adams is. That's what's funny. Even like even a casual beer drinker is like, oh, yeah, Sam Adams, you know. So I don't know why I'm like, check out Sam Adams. No, check out the, the New England IPA from Sam Adams that you can probably find at your local grocery store, regardless of where you are uh, in the country. I don't know about internationally. I don't know how much <laughs> distribution they get, but uh, but yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to move along here. It is Thanksgiving week, and this is, of course, going to bring us to the weekly rant for episode 116 of Go Tell It to the Wall. I've actually been sitting on this one for a few weeks now. Been thinking about it. Uh, and it's something I'm sure I've casually ranted about on the podcast before. Uh, and this one's actually going to go twofold. I want to unpack it a little bit. Now, the first part being Black Friday. I know, Black Friday. And we have all these consumers out there that are hankering for a deal and they're going to beat the hell out of each other running through a Walmart and breaking things and just destroying a store or Best Buy or wherever the hell you're going for Black Friday. And that's the way to start your holidays. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, wall fans, common sensors, common sense says that we don't need to do that. 
We're so focused on consumerism as a society. It's all about things. And that's only gotten worse over the past few years with the emergence of these influencers on social platforms who are trying to sell you everything and also showing you how terrible your life is. Here's the thing. Your life's not terrible. Don't look at these these cars and these vacations and everything else and think that you're not living life. You, you, you don't need to compare to that. And it's the same thing when it comes to materialistic items on Black Friday. It, there was a time where Thanksgiving was Thanksgiving. It kicked off the holidays and people spent time with family. And I'm not going to get into semantics of, of the actual holiday itself. But the point is, it was all about spending time with family. And now it's so focused on, on material things and consumerism and retail shopping <clears throat> that all of these retail stores are actually opening at like 5 o'clock on Thanksgiving. So their employees don't get to enjoy time with their families either. In fact, it's interesting. My father is working on Thanksgiving, interestingly enough. He's working. He's in his 70s. He's going to be working on Thanksgiving, unfortunately. But think about that. If, if you're one of those people that gets up at the crack of dawn or you finish your Thanksgiving meal and then you go stand in line at a retail store, is it really worth it to save that little bit of money? Is it worth it? And is it really important that you get that new electronic? Because you know that's what most people are going for. They're going out there for the Beats headphones and, and all this other bullshit that you really don't need. You don't need it. Especially Beats headphones. If you've listened to the podcast, you know that's just silly. <laughs> but I'm sick of the Black Friday stuff. Everything revolves around things. And you know there are people out there that are neglecting their family because they're so concerned with retail shopping. And then we've also extended Black Friday. Now Black Friday gets ridiculous. It's more and more ridiculous every year. And over the past few years, we've started this thing, Cyber Monday. And there's also Small Business Saturday, which that, that kind of sits in a different thing. I think that's a way of combating these big box stores that are able to make a ton of money and just have people cycle through their stores. So I'm not, I'm not talking about necessarily Small Business Saturday, but Cyber Monday. Everything revolves around things. Everything revolves around gifts. And, you know, and the thing is, I remember years and years ago talking to a couple different people, and they were going out shopping on Black Friday. They weren't even buying gifts. They were buying things for themselves, you know? And here's the thing. If that's your prerogative... That's fine. But if it is your prerogative, I want you to sit down, especially on Thanksgiving night. I agree, Chris. I never go out on Black Friday, especially on Thanksgiving night. And ask yourself, what are your priorities? What are your priorities at this time of year? Especially if you've got kids, for the love of God. That should be your priority. Your family should be your priority. Quality time. Things fade. Especially things nowadays. Your phone's only good for like a year. There's going to be a new computer out less than a year after you buy a new computer. Televisions, forget about that. Televisions may as well be single use nowadays. Trust me, I know. I just had to buy a new one a couple weeks ago. Like They're not built to last. These things are not built to last. But we're so driven by consumerism that that's all we focus on. And here's the thing. Enjoy the holidays. And then on top of that, once the holidays really hit, and it's already starting with all of the all of the uh, the Christmas commercials, the retail commercials, and everything else. And actually, there there was a, a viral post that was going around. This little girl wrote a a letter to Santa or a Christmas list, you know, and the Christmas list totaled something like four, something crazy, like fourteen thousand dollars. And I saw that, and it's like, yes, that's shocking. But at the same time, you look at these commercials on television. There's a Walmart commercial right now where it's two parents. And they're walking around the store and they are literally putting every most expensive toy they can find into the cart. Just just piling it into the cart for one kid. The end of the commercial, it's one kid. A very small kid, too. This is the precedent that we set for our children. 
This is a precedent, especially considering how many children out there, families can't afford all these gifts. They can't. But we're setting that precedent with these ad campaigns. We're shoving it on all these kids' face, and not just these kids, but the parents. The parents that sit back and say, well, I can't afford to get all these things. And then we're shocked when a kid writes a, a, a Christmas list with stuff on it like Gucci slides. I've got a little spoiler for all of you out there. Everyone listening, those Gucci slides that cost like $1,000 that everyone has to have, the fucking Gucci slides, those because it has a green and red fucking stripe on it. Yeah, the, you can go get some Nike ones for like $15. There's a big five down the street from my house, 15 bucks. And I'm going to be totally honest with you. I've tried on the fucking Gucci slides. The Nike slides, the sandals, more comfortable. They just don't have the stupid green and red stripe and the G on it, you know? And why Why are we so focused on those? Influencers. People on social platforms are telling these kids, telling all of us that we have to have these fucking Gucci slides. We need to have every toy in the store at Walmart. And what I have to say to that? Calm the hell down. Calm down. I talked about over-emotional commercials a couple weeks ago. This is just as bad, if not worse. Because this is affecting our children. They're seeing these things. What, it, what do you want them to learn from that? To learn that their parents are, are not great parents? Or that Santa Claus doesn't love them enough because they're not getting all of these toys that they see on television? That's the precedent we're setting for our children and our families. And it's gross. It's disgusting. And it absolutely has to stop. Absolutely has to stop. <laughs> I love that one, Chris. Uh, Chris is bringing up a Peanuts reference. Uh, I never get what I really want. Real estate. And that's from Lucy and, and Peanuts. Speaking of Peanuts, uh, I'm actually going to uh, watch the Thanksgiving special for the first time with my daughter tomorrow. My, my, my mother, uh, my daughter's grandmother, actually, uh, actually got a, a set of them with the uh, Great Pumpkin Christmas and also has a Thanksgiving one. I've actually never watched the Thanksgiving one, so I'm going to enjoy that with my daughter tomorrow. Uh, I will say one more thing on, on, on the over-consumerism uh, that we've created in the society. Uh, if, if you have the kind of means to do that, go out and help someone else. And I'm not saying go buy a, somebody Gucci slides. Help others. Use your means and your platform to help others. That's what's more important at the holidays. All right, moving on, some trending on social. Can you guys tell I'm a little passionate about that bullshit? Like, it's just, it's bullshit to me. You're talking about a kid that's been on both sides. Uh, my family was very well off when I was very, very young. Uh, and then we hit a point where we were not very well off anymore, unfortunately. Uh, so I remember Christmases with gifts stacked to the ceiling. And I remember Christmases where we just didn't get a lot. Uh, and I enjoyed every single Christmas that I had growing up. Absolutely did. All right, trending on social. Uh, these are very Thanksgiving-themed social trending things that we're going to get into tonight. Uh, first one would be hashtag war on Thanksgiving. That's right, the war on Thanksgiving. This was, of course, spawned by something the Orange Menace said at a rally or press conference. I can't even keep up with that gas bag anymore. Like, it's it's just exhausting to keep up with the lies that come out of his mouth that just, it, like, drop out of his mouth on a minute-by-minute -minute basis. I can't do it anymore. But he was doing something at a rally and something about a war on Thanksgiving. And here's here's a spoiler alert. There's no war on Thanksgiving. Just no war. If there is a war on Thanksgiving, it's the consumerism that's killing Thanksgiving. And hello, Orange Menace. Yeah, you are part of that problem. So don't even get me started on this war on Thanksgiving shit. Uh, but I will share this tweet with everyone uh, from Brad G. And I quote, does anyone know where, where the war on Thanksgiving is being held? I've got my electric carving knife ready to go. I'm also bringing a gravy bowl just in case, end quote. 
that's kind of like we, we lost a lot of turkeys in the war on Thanksgiving this year. It's amazing. These things just and of course, people ran with the hashtag. Have fun with it. I mean, if you're enjoying this, have fun with the hashtag. It's just it's so ridiculous <laughs> that it, it, the guy is a walking hashtag. The Orange Menace walking hashtag. It's like I, I think if you followed him around for two days, you could you could put together enough hashtags for the entire year. Just plan them out. You know, <laughs> there's the hashtags for the whole year. It's amazing. All right, uh, hashtag rejected Macy's Day Parade Floats. Hashtag rejected Macy's Day Parade Floats. Uh, now, this makes me, I want to unpack that a little bit. This makes me a little bit sick, but I do have to give a little bit of kudos to the Macy's marketing staff. Uh, it's not Macy's Day. It's the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Uh, but this is something that's happened since I was a kid. People are like, it's the Macy's Day Parade. It's the Macy's Day Parade. It's fucking Thanksgiving, people. I've already hit my F-bomb quota tonight. Sorry, guys. It's Thanksgiving. It's not the Macy's Day Parade. However, we're having fun with this hashtag rejected Macy's Day Parade floats. Uh, I did enjoy this one from Pieces Active, and I quote, Anything filled with Trump's hot air. You don't want that floating anywhere. Uh, the one that came to my mind, of course, hashtag rejected Macy's Day Parade floats would be a whoopee cushion. I would enjoy seeing a whoopee cushion floating down uh, down Madison Avenue there. Is it Madison Avenue? Chris, help me out with that. Whichever street they go down there in New York by Macy's. I've literally walked down that street. I just I can't keep track of all the damn streets there in New York. I've never lived there. There's no reason for me to keep track of it. Nothing against New York. I'm just like, oh, where am I? Okay, somebody just tell me. Where. Okay, I'm heading this way. Cool. It's New York. That's, what, that's how I get around New York. Uh, but the whoopee cushion, I think, is a great idea. And uh, I think... Not previously rejected, but we will probably never see another Barney parade float in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Uh, and if you're not aware why, just go Google that. You'll enjoy it. I mean, it's very sad. Don't Google it with your kids if your kids are Barney fans. Uh, but Google it because it is, it is pretty funny. All right, another Thanksgiving-themed hashtag. Hashtag things to stuff besides the turkey. That's right. Hashtag things to stuff besides the turkey. Now, I came across this one, and at first I was like, oh, this could be fun. People are going to have fun with this. And then I scrolled a little bit, and I realized, oh, wow, that's disgusting. People have sick minds. So prepare yourself if you're going to check that one out, because I'm, I'm not even going to uh, I'm not even gonna go ahead and read any of these, because stuffing things, figure out where people went with that, of course. <laughs> Hashtag things to stuff besides the turkey. I genuinely thought it would be, would be fun. And, I mean, there's a couple fun things in there, but I was just, oh, no. Oh, oh, my. Luckily, my three-year-old's not near me while I'm doing show research today. <laughs> All right, another one moving along. Hashtag turkey insurance entry. Hashtag turkey insurance entry. So, this one was created by Pringles. If you're familiar with Pringles, the chips, which is funny. I was reading on here, and they're, they're not technically chips. Someone was like, they're biscuits, and I was like... It's got to be some some English person that's like trying to. They're not chips. They're biscuits. You're thinking of French fries. Who knows? I'm not going to get into all the semantics of that. Uh, but this was created by Pringles, uh, and it is very clever. Again, shout out to the Pringles marketing team here. It's ridiculous, but it is kind of brilliant because people ran with it. Hashtag Pringles and hashtag Turkey Insurance Entry. And the reason is this is all started because they they everyone assumes that people can't cook a turkey. Turkey's not that hard to cook, uh, but you always see in movies, turkey got burned, blah, 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 turkey's not cooked. So the turkey insurance from Pringles is roast turkey flavored Pringles. That's right. Roasted turkey flavored Pringles. Inventive. <laughs> That's a good one too, Chris. 
uh, roasted turkey Pringles. That's literally what happened here. They invented a problem and then solved it. Uh, I got to be honest. I, I enjoy Pringles. I'm not eating some roasted turkey Pringles. They probably taste horrible. Now, again, if, if one of our Thanksgiving guests brings some to the house tomorrow, I'll probably try the damn chips. I should I should if I'd been prepared enough, I would have went out, and picked up a can and then had it in the studio and we all could have I could have tried it in front of you. And you could literally seen the look on my face when when they're terrible uh, or not terrible. Chris, I hope you're still on. I'm, I'm sure you're aware of this one, too. I've got a lot of Chris stuff tonight, although the next one's really Chris and Bridget. Uh, but but. And I meant to, I meant to, I always, I'm so, I don't know how, I'm, forgive me. Melissa Ben, Ben, Benoist, Benoist, Benoist. Uh, she plays Supergirl on the CW series. She actually had an Instagram post this week uh, and created, spawned this hashtag that's going around on Instagram, or not Instagram, on mainly on Twitter right now, probably on Instagram as well. The reason I said Instagram is because she had posted a video uh, of herself talking about this on Instagram, and it's hashtag I stand with Melissa. She came out and talked about domestic violence and how she has been the victim of domestic violence uh, years ago in her life, and sh- and she's finally opening up about it. And so a lot of people are, are tweeting their support for Melissa, um, and and it, it it's really catching fire. And I think this is a great example of of a celebrity, someone using their clout, using their platform uh, to to bring awareness to a problem. Now, I'm not happy that she had to go through this. However, uh, I'm happy that she she's able to open up about this. We're actually going to talk about it a little bit more in mental health because I think this is something uh, very important to unpack. Um, and I actually, when we get into the details of it, I actually have a, a, a similar, I've had a similar experience, not to the ex- extent of Melissa, uh, but I've had a similar experience when we get into the details of, of, of the domestic abuse that she was was going through. And the thing I've been waiting all day to talk to you about, the new trend among many influencers, finger quotes, influencers on the social platforms right now, and I don't know who came up with this, but whoever came up, and here's the thing, I don't condone violence. I don't. But whoever came up with this, should be taken out back and shot, period. And I, I like the, here's the thing. You, you may say, what are you talking about, Sean? Here's a new trend going around social platforms right now. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Brace yourselves, wall fans and common sensors. Butthole tanning. Taint tanning. No, you heard that correctly. Butthole tanning. Asshole tanning. So people are posting on Instagram where they go out on a hike and they're sitting on a rock. And they lift their legs in the air and they show their butthole to everybody and everything in order to put some sun on it. And people swear that this is good for you. They swear that this is great for you. And it does it. I don't I'm, I'm not even going to get into the stupid hipstery hippie hipster shit that they were saying that it does. It says, oh, it aligns your blah, blah, blah. No, it doesn't. What you're doing is you're you're, you're creating something to have shock value. And then on top of that, I, like, here's the thing. We always regress as a society, it's amazing how we regress as a society. Do you remember, like, there was years ago when people were like, skin cancer is bad for you. Skin cancer is not good. You need to wear sunblock and everything else. You know what another, like, horrible cancer is in this country that a lot of men have to deal with? Women too, but me- a lot of men especially? Colon cancer. So think about this, wall fans and common sensors. Two bad things. Sun, which is really not great for you, in large doses and your asshole, which is also very prone to cancer. And these influencers, influencers on social platforms 
want you to go put it in the sun. Here's the other ridiculous thing about this, and I know that Chris can, Chris and Bridget can appreciate this. These influencers are doing this like out on hiking trails and stuff. I'm going to warn all of you out there right now, if, if, one, if there's somebody out there that's doing this butthole tanning, taint tanning, and I'm walking a trail with my kid, and I come around a bend, and you're there with your legs up in the air and your ass just staring at me, I'm going to kick you. I'm just going to kick you as hard as possible. That's what's going to happen. Again, I don't condone violence, but you're showing your asshole to everybody on the trail. Who does this? Who does this? Who does it? Influencers. 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 A scourge on society, these influencers. But the good thing about these influencers is, remember, I've talked about this influencer bubble that's going to burst. It's just a matter of time. Well, it has started to burst, wall fans. Uh, and I've actually, this, is, this has been coming out from a lot of places, but Forbes. Forbes, where I found some interesting information on this. Uh, and it looks like brands and marketing teams are moving away from influencers, these influencers, on all these platforms where they have sponsored ads and all of a sudden they're like, here's free stuff to wear, here's a free vacation, take photos of it, show it to all your followers and all this BS. Uh, brands are moving away from that and they are moving toward groups. They're moving toward groups instead of just individual influencers. Uh, and what that means is communities within social platforms, like Facebook groups. You've probably seen the ad campaigns that Facebook has uh, pushing groups. And here's the thing. I'm always with Facebook. I'm always like, stop, stop. You can't even keep the spam off your site. However, I do appreciate the Facebook groups. I have found a new love outside of live broadcasting uh, the podcast. I found a new love for Facebook over the past few months because I've joined these groups. A lot of the music groups uh, where people have a shared common interest. And you get a lot more positivity out of that. And the debate doesn't doesn't get down to like, I'm going to come kick your ass type stuff that you see in a lot of political debates and this kind of BS. The debates are like, well, no, that band sucks. And people are like, well, I think they're good. Yeah, you can think they suck. You know, so I can totally see this. I can absolutely see this. Brand communities. You know, everyone is a fan of, you know, the Boston Red Sox. There's a group. Everyone's a fan of Mr. Robot. There's a group. I'm just looking around my studio. Everyone's a fan of Deadpool. There's a group. <laughs> See, it's, a, it's like in the movies when people are like, what's your name? And they're trying to give a fake name and they're like, Pantene. And you're like, okay. No, I just look around the studio for random shit. Uh, so we're seeing the influencer go away. Never going to completely go away. Uh, but with the hiding of the likes that's coming down from Instagram soon, uh, as well as, as brands, and we're seeing the money shift toward these communities on social platforms uh, as opposed to individual influencers. And here's the thing. You follow the money. That's what you do. Money talks. And, uh, and a lot of these influencers are probably going to be posting crying videos on YouTube and Instagram and everything else uh, because they're no longer getting a bunch of free shit and only having to work five minutes a day. Sorry. Go put some skill behind it become a musician or an artist you know my my influencer friends uh, tend to be musicians artists writers podcasters broadcasters not oh look at my ass on Instagram <laughs> have some, have some talent don't just have a good looking ass I mean I got a good looking ass but I'm not showing it to everybody I don't don't get excited wall fans I don't I'm just and I, even if it did I wouldn't be showing it to everybody you can see my awesome beard and my awesome hair uh, speaking of which, hair by Amanda Staples here at, at the Hive in Highland Park. She does a fantastic job. Just got my hair cut, my beard trimmed the other day. I love going to see her. Goes, goes, I go to see her once a month. Uh, so shout out to Amanda for, for keeping me as, as good looking as she can. You know, I, She's got to work with this. 
So she, there's a lot. She's got to do a lot to make this look decent, you know? All right, entertainment news. Entertainment news. Moving along here. We're, we're real heavy on a certain thing, and I just there's some interesting stuff. Uh, and also, hearkening back to some stuff we talked about recently, uh, specifically Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus and The Simpsons, after the backlash, which I talked about on the last podcast or the episode before, one of the last two episodes, how they took the 4x3 format uh, for The Simpsons and stretched it to 16x9, and were literally cutting out visual jokes from some Simpsons episodes. Well, Disney has listened to the backlash, uh, and in early 2020, all of the Simpsons episodes uh, will be available in their original uncrapped for uncrapped, <laughs> uncropped four by three format. Uh, now, keep in mind, and which I mentioned on the podcast, the episode that we talked about it. Uh, the, the later Simpsons episodes are actually in 16 by 9. So you're still going to see those in 16 by 9. We're talking about the early episodes that were designed, were, were made, animated uh, to be in a 4 by 3 format uh, on, on older televisions. I'm, I'm aging myself. Like it, It's funny because we're going to hit a point. I think kid, like we're not there yet, but we're going to hit a point where kids are like, televisions were square? You're like, yep. <laughs> like, that, that came up recently. I saw someone posted, totally getting tangented here. Uh, and, and their kid, it was like a tweet or something. And their kid like asked them cause they were, they were like, I'm going to hang up the phone and like on a cell phone. And their kid was like, why do you say hang up? <laughs> and you're just like, Oh God, <laughs> we're getting there. Kids are like, and every generation has this. It's just, it's just so funny. Cause so, certain words like hang up are so ingrained, uh, in, in, in multiple generations minds. I mean, I'm not, we're not just talking like gen X, uh, and gen Y here. Really that that's even baby boomers. You know, there's there's a lot of generations that just were so used to hang up, hang up, you know, and uh, and really we haven't we've been hanging up a lot of phones for for a long time because even I mean cordless phones came out in the 80s, uh, you know, growing up I had phones to hang up and stuff but we always had a cordless phone so you're like pressing a button you're not hanging a phone on a thing, yeah it's funny just makes just makes you feel old. Uh, more Disney Plus news, uh, The Mandalorian. I know you have watched this, Chris. I have not yet watched it. The Mandalorian. Uh, has actually broken a record, not broken a record, that is incorrect. It has actually dethroned another popular uh, streaming television show. Uh, that would be Stranger Things. So for many, many, many weeks, Stranger Things, and this is according to uh, Parrot Analytics, uh, which is an analytic company, uh, just recently The Mandalorian dethroned Stranger Things as the number one original streaming television. Uh, show original streaming television show i always feel weird saying television because it's like but original streaming television show which as i said was stranger things it is now the mandalorian this makes sense to me i haven't seen it yet but people are just losing their minds over it uh now and of course stranger things had just moved down to number two we'll probably get we'll get a new stranger things season when season four comes out i'm not even through i haven't even started season three yet but we'll get another stranger things season and who knows maybe stranger things moves back in there but Mandalorian just killing it. Uh, I know everyone loves it. I like. I haven't heard anyone say bad things about Ma- the Mandalorian. I, I haven't heard anybody. And I've heard a lot of people talking about it. I just haven't watched it myself. Uh, it, it's on my list, but it, it's it's a long list of things. I always wonder this with people. I have friends that watch like everything under the sun. You know, Chris is definitely not one of them because Chris like Chris was telling me uh, a week or so ago that he had to he had to wait for the kids to go to like head out for the day and he was watching it at, like eight in the morning. Uh, but I have so many friends that they, they're like, oh yeah, I watch this and this and this and this and this. I'm like, how do you have time to do that? How do you have time? I still haven't watched a Dark Crystal prequel. I'm one of the biggest Henson fans you're, you're going to meet. Like there, there's Henson everywhere here. My nickname is Magical Muppet for the love of God. 
And I, I don't even have time to watch that stuff. I don't understand how people can get through all these shows. I know. I, I, hi, Joey. <laughs> I thought I saw you on there. I know. I'm going to watch Mandalorian. Joey Isabel is on here, um, who is the, uh, the, uh, the, the brilliant mind behind Six Minutes, uh, which we will be promoting against, again uh, once that gets released. Um, yeah, they will miss out. I, you know, that's the thing is I'm all about Mandalorian. I just haven't gotten to it yet. I'm, I'm totally into it. I'm also a bit of a Yoda fan. I'm looking at, I have a little Yoda section over here. It's very Henson in here with some Deadpool and Mr. Robot. And there's a little Yoda section just right over here. It's all my little Yodas. I have an old eighties Yoda sitting right there. Uh, and of course, baby Yoda, which came out of uh, Mandalorian. And this is where one area where I was surprised eight years of marketing at Disney. I was so surprised they weren't prepared for this. So the Mandalorian premiered, and everyone saw this Baby Yoda. And, like, even I know about the Baby Yoda and everything else. Like, the Mandalorian, Baby Yoda, and people lost their minds. Memes, GIFs, all kinds of things popping out. Uh, and then there was word that, like, Disney didn't have any merch ready for the holidays. And it was like, really, Disney? Because here's the thing. If you're not aware how a lot of things at Disney work, uh, they work backwards from merch. <laughs> now, I'm exaggerating that, but not as much as you would think. They work backwards uh, from Disney consumer products. Pretty much. They didn't have anything prepared. Well, everyone wanted stuff. So, of course, uh, they uh, they had to throw together some stuff. <laughs> and let me tell you, it's not cool. Uh, it's basically like a high school screen printing class. And, and the, uh, the uh, they it's, it's like they just screen printed them on there. Like, it's just it's not high quality products that you would expect from from Disney. And it's basically the same picture of Baby Yoda uh, just thrown on a bunch of products. That's what we're looking at. And we do know that there will not be any Baby Yoda dolls uh, in time for the holidays. And before, because I know I'm going to get messages from people. People love to send me messages uh, about how wrong I am. I am aware that it's not Baby Yoda. That is just the name that's being given to this to the baby, to the thing that looks like Baby Yoda. Oh, they were trying. That makes, yeah, see, that's the problem. Yeah, but you can still do it. You can still do it uh, internally. I mean, geez, Chris, Elena knew that Baby Yoda existed. Like people, people know this. I've, I've had, to, I've had confidential. I've like signed so many freaking con confidentiality agreements when I was at Disney. You have no idea. They used to collect phones. We were going in to see screenings before uh, films and, and television shows came out. So I would say, don't go out and buy a bunch of Baby Yoda stuff just yet. Just yet, but. There will be some good stuff coming because that's the thing. I always, I always joke about how greedy Disney is and blah blah blah. Uh, they know what they're doing. Like in here, and honestly, I wouldn't mind a little baby, especially if I when I finally watch the Mandalorian, I love it, which at least like it. Like I'm sure I will because everyone loves it. I'm gonna at least enjoy it and like it. I'm not gonna love it as much as Mr. Robot. Oh God, we're. Oh. I couldn't even pack in Mr. Robot for this episode. Like I could do. I gonna do an entire probably two episodes just on Mr. Robot. Um, but I'd love to have a baby Yoda sitting here in the studio, especially if it's like a Furby thing. I actually had one of those Furby Yodas years ago. Somebody gave it to me for Christmas. I don't even know what happened to it. Uh, and more news for on, on baby Yoda, which isn't even really news, but I just want to bring it up because here is the ridiculousness of Disney. And I, honestly, I don't even know if this was their fault. Uh, so Giphy, Giphy, if you're not familiar with that, you can actually find a GIF of, of yours truly on Giphy. I've used it. I have, have GIFs of, of my lovely face on Giphy. Uh, Oh, that's so true. That's what it is, Baby Shark, because Baby Shark's so popular, Baby Yoda just makes sense. That's a good call, Joey. Uh, but ba the Baby Yoda gifts, Giphy actually pulled down a bunch of them. 
not a bunch of them. They pulled down all of them. Uh, they were down for like a day. Uh, and then suddenly they reappeared and Giphy came out and said, oh, we're so sorry for the confusion. And they apologized to Disney. And here's the thing. Uh, nobody really knows why they got taken down in the first place. Uh, now, of course, the thought was, well, Disney got their lawyers on it and everything else. We are talking about the company that sued a preschool for having Disney characters painted on the walls. Look it up. It's 100% true. They sued a preschool to, to get them to remove paintings of Disney characters. Yeah, because that's taken away from your bottom line, Disney. Preschoolers. They, they would have a field day in Highland Park here, my neighborhood. <laughs> All the freaking ice cream trucks have, like, Spongebob and Mickey and Minnie painted on them, and they're, like, not even a poor man's Mickey or Minnie. Just like, whoa, that Mickey needs to be put out to pasture type. I mean, Disney lawyers would have a field day here. Uh, so so I get it, but we, I, I don't think this was Disney. Like, this, it's helping awareness of Baby Yoda. You know, and like Chris said, they were trying to, probably, they were trying to keep it over under wraps, uh, but now that it's out, man, yeah. Do it. You know, gifts, all the things. Oh, man. All right, some more. I, we're so Disney heavy today. This is the last Disney thing for now, though. Uh, Frozen 2. Frozen 2 just hit the box office uh, last weekend, I think it was. Last Friday? Yeah, it had to be last Friday. It wasn't this Friday because it's not Friday yet, and it's already hit the box office. Frozen 2 has, of course, <laughs> broken some records. It actually did, uh, opening weekend did $130 million domestically, $228.2 million uh, internationally for an opening weekend of $358.2, $358.2 million, uh, and it's still tracking heavy. Uh, you know they're going to hit the Thanksgiving week crowd, and uh, I'm just, I'm not surprised in the least. Uh, Frozen has such a big following, and there was, there was so much talk of like, it's been six years since the last Frozen. No, no. I mean, my kid wasn't even alive when Frozen was in theaters, and she's obsessed. She's absolutely obsessed. She's got like three Annas and a couple of Elsas. Oh, you did? Did you love it, Chris? Was Chris just got back from seeing it with the girls. I'm gonna, I think that's going to be my, uh, my three-year-old's first movie in the theater. Working on it now. Uh, but, uh, but of course, killing it, and I'm eager to see it. Uh, I'm also really eager. You know, one thing I will say about Frozen, I didn't, I didn't love the the first one. I I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. And and here's the thing, uh, that one kind of took Disney by surprise. They didn't expect that one to do as as well as it did. They didn't expect it to do terribly. We're not talking John Carter here, uh, but they didn't expect it to do to do as well as it did. Kind of similar to High School Musical, and it just took off, and then they they ran with it. But what I really do love about it is it's not. It's not a, a princess being saved by a prince or, you know, doesn't need a man to come to her rescue. Now, people that know the movie are like, well, Kristoff. And it's like, yes, he helped her, but he didn't save Anna. You know, it, 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 it's, very, uh, it's very powerful if you have a daughters. You know, they, they see that there doesn't have to be a Prince Charming or, or anything along those lines. And I'm sure there's other Disney movies that way, but I really enjoy that about Frozen. Uh, specifically, is is that it's not all about like Prince Charming coming to kiss Sleeping Beauty and wake her up, and it's all oh he did this. No, no, no. It's all about it's the relationship of two sisters, and I know Frozen Two is going to be great. I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. It's crazy. It, like I'm not a huge Disney movie. Fan. I'm looking forward to Frozen Two. All right, Victoria's Secret. Uh, we got news from Victoria's Secret, the the parent company for Victoria's Secret, that the fashion show, the annual fashion show, Victoria's Secret fashion show, uh, has officially been canned. No more Victoria's Secret fashion show. This is, of course, following some outrage from a lot of people. I believe I talked about this like a year ago when there was some controversy 
uh, with the the head of Victoria's Secret saying some very, very insensitive things. Uh, we so we kind of knew this was going to happen, and uh, and and you know what? Is anyone going to miss the Victoria's Secret fashion show? No, no. And uh, to any of you out there, uh, if you are going to miss the Victoria's Secret fashion show, I've got a word of advice for you. Uh, just go on the internet like all the other perverts out there. Plenty of plenty of half naked women, naked women, men too, but Victoria's Secret women that you can find on the internet. Go perv out on that. I don't need it on my television when my three-year-old could be, you know, walking by or something. That's not a positive thing for for a three-year-old. Uh, which reminds me too, I think it was like Dove or somebody. They did this like side by side, and it, like they had the Victoria's Secret angels, and then they had just like regular women wearing like underwear or whatever, and not like overly sexy underwear, but and it was like. Which one do you, and I can't remember what it was, but it was about body positivity. I remember looking at it and I was like, there's no question the women in the other photo are, are so much more attractive. They're not, they're not sticks walking around, you know, like that's what you give Victoria's Secret. Uh, so, so perverts, just go use the internet. We don't need Victoria's Secret fashion show on uh, network television. We just don't, don't need it. Don't need it. All right, some music news. That's right, some music news. Punk Rock Bowling and Punk and Drublick. Uh, we've gotten announcements. Announcements for Punk and Drublick are still coming out, dates and everything. We've got some dates and some bands and everything else. Uh, but we do have a full lineup and dates for Punk Rock Bowling there in Vegas. Uh, a ton of great bands, including the Barstool Preachers. I'm actually wearing my Barstool Preachers hoodie tonight. Uh, thank you to my, my good friend and sister, Laura. Uh, she bought this for me for my birthday. One of my one of my favorite bands out there right now is Barstool Preachers. They are playing. Uh, and I don't want to say mo- more importantly, uh, but for many of you, possibly more importantly, at uh, Punk Rock Bowling in Vegas in May, we are going to get the reunion of the Circle Jerks. There's a band that has not played together in many, many years. Uh, they are reuniting for punk rock bowling as well as some of the punk and drublick dates. So check that out uh, if you're interested. Pennywise is on a bunch of them, face-to-face, real big fit. There's t- it's, it's crazy. I think I'll be heading to Vegas in May uh, to check out punk rock bowling. Just no question. And uh, Chris, I'm, I don't know if Bridget is also watching, but hopefully she caught this the other night. And if not... Uh, I think you can catch it on YouTube now. I got it on ABC. The American Music Awards were the other night. I believe Sunday. I don't follow these awards shows. I don't even watch the Oscars anymore, to be honest. I it, I have no interest in even the Oscars. And the Oscars, uh, at one time, that was the only awards show I watched. But the American Music Awards were the other night. Uh, and I believe it was to open the show. Green Day came out uh, for a live performance. They actually played Father of All, their their first single off the, the forthcoming album that will be out in January, I believe is January. Uh, father of all, and then they moved on from that into Basket Case. And that's right. To celebrate the 20, you want to feel old? Do you want to feel old? To celebrate the 25th anniversary of Green Day Dookie, uh, their album that was released 25 years ago, really shot them to stardom. Uh, they played Basket Case, uh, which was fantastic. It, it's amazing that these guys are getting up there in age, but man, they can they can still kill it. Great live performance. Uh, and Basket Case, for me personally, uh, I've, I have a special place in my heart for Basket Case just because if, if you're not aware uh, what Basket Case is about, uh, do a little Googling. I'm not going to sit here and bore you with that. We're not even too mental health yet, but but Google it. Uh, it's very much about uh, about anxiety and, and Billy Joe Armstrong's personal uh, experiences with, uh, with anxiety. A little more music news. Weezer. Uh, who we will be seeing live in July here at Dodger Stadium, myself as well as Chris and Bridget Hassong uh, and 
some others too, but I mentioned Chris and Bridget because they are on our producers. Uh, Weezer, they've actually released a new song. Uh, they put together a song for the Frozen 2 soundtrack. That's right, the Frozen 2 soundtrack. Uh, in the movie, it's actually sung by the, the actor who voices Kristoff. However, you can find the song on YouTube if you're interested in checking out that Weezer song. And, uh, and Chris, I don't know if you, uh, if you noticed, but during credits, credits, uh, they actually play the, the Weezer version of this song from Frozen 2. So check that out. Little Weezer, little Frozen 2, little Best of Both Worlds. Check that out. I'm a Weezer fan. Not as big as a lot of the other bands that I, that I listen to, but I do enjoy some Weezer. And like I said, paid a lot of money to see them live with, uh, with three other bands. Upcoming here in July, long time from now, but really, I'm, I'm going to see Interrupters and Green Day, but it's a nice little bonus to have Weezer and, and Fall Out Boy. Okay, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> you know, I'm going to enjoy it. All right, one more thing in music news that I want to talk about. I want to give a gigantic shout out uh, to the Bomb Pops. I love the Bomb Pops. Uh, really, they, like I, I, I had a post a little while, like a week or two ago. Uh, we're, they're just some of the nicest people that you're going to come across. We're, we're talking fantastic music, awesome live shows, just awesome, awesome live shows. In fact, they, uh, they played a new track. I don't know if I mentioned this on the last episode, uh, which is fantastic. They got a new albums coming out next year at some point, but I really want to give a big shout out, uh, to Jen from the bomb pops. Uh, we saw them two weeks ago on November 16th, right? Two days before my birthday. We saw them, uh, open up for safe Ferris. I also saw some safe Ferris down there at garden Grove, Amph- garden Grove amphitheater, which is a nice little venue. If you're interested, just prepare yourself. There's seats, not much of a pit. I will say that, uh, we were running a little late and literally we're walking in the door and we could hear the bomb pop start. And, and Laura and I just, we started sprinting down to the pit, not much of a pit there. But the re- the, the main reason I bring this up is, is huge shout out to Jen. Uh, we talked to her after their set. We're hanging out by the merch table She's incredibly nice, which I've known because we've met her before. Uh, but I was also telling her uh, about my three-year-old, who my wife had said to her, you know, my three-year-old is a huge fan of yours at, at a show, you know, like five, six weeks ago. And I was like, and I was jokingly saying, you know, oh my gosh, my wife was so embarrassed. Now she wasn't super embarrassed, but she was embarrassed. And I really like, we're joking around. And we're talking about, you know, my three-year-old daughter. And she's, she goes, what's her name? And I said, Sophia. And she goes, oh my gosh, uh, you know, would you, do you think she would like if I recorded a you know quick video for her and just said hi Zofia you know blah blah blah, <laughs> I said oh my God she would love that, so Jen literally like right after her show she's hanging out with us one of the nicest people you're gonna meet, meet along with all of them I mean Josh Neil Polly they're all fantastic people uh, and not to mention Riley and Maureen selling merch out there for them uh, just. She took the time to do this right after her set. I, st- I stood there, recorded. She said, hi, Zofia. And I can't remember the exact words without looking at it. Hi, Zofia. I'm so glad to hear you're a fan. Hope you can come out to one of our sh- shows you know, soon. Just one of the nicest human beings you're ever going to meet. So shout out to all the Bomb Pops, uh, but especially Jen and, and Josh. If you happen to listen to this episode, I swear the next time I see you, I will take a photo with you. And, and I will make sure to post that photo uh, as well. Because we're jokingly... Uh, I, I, see, I couldn't have, no, I couldn't have talked about it on the last episode because I hadn't happened yet. We're sitting, we're sitting outside with, with all of them and, and, and Laura and I are kind of talking to Josh and like half talking to Neil or whatever. Uh, and they come over to Jen and Polly, these, these four girls, young girls, like, you know, late teens at the most young girls come over and they're like, can we take a picture? And Neil's kind of standing there and they're looking for someone to hand the phone to. And, and they kind of turn to Neil and they didn't quite ask, but Neil was like, ah, yeah, sure. I'll take the picture. And I'm going and this is right after Josh, the drummer of the band, goes, yeah, no one ever wants to take pictures with us. And I'm just like, oh, my God. 
So we, I turned to the girls. I'm like, ah, take a picture with the whole band. You know, so they did actually take a picture with the whole band. But uh, word of advice for you, you know, even if you're not a huge fan of a, of a band, don't ask someone in the band to take a picture of you uh, with someone else in the band. That's that's rude. It's quite rude. Take a picture with everyone, whole band or individually. That being said, I took a picture with Jen that that particular evening and did not take a picture with with Josh or Neil. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Let's move on to some mental health. We're running a little short on time. But you know what? We're going to get through it. I really thought this would be a shorter episode, but it like we're not it's not, they it's, it never happens. I don't know why I try to think these things, it just never happens. All right, mental health. I've got a couple of uh really important things to talk about here. Uh now, first off, if you're not aware of this, in California this past Monday, the state of California launched uh the first free statewide Mental health line. That's right. Statewide mental health line. This is for non-emergency mental health issues. If you are feeling suicidal or you are with someone who is feeling suicidal, you call 911. That, that's period 911. If you're feeling that way, it is 911. If you know someone's feeling that way, 911. That's it. However, if you just need a little counseling, you need a little someone to talk to. You know, you have, you're having anxiety that day or your depression, whatever it might be. There is now this line free to anyone in California. Uh, and that number is 855-845-7415. Again, 855-845-7415 uh, for non-emergency mental health help. And God damn, I love my state of California. I'm never leaving the state. I'm just not. I see things like this, and I, God damn, I love it here. Never going anywhere. It's got its problems. You know, we got some freaking traffic and everything else. But where, where the hell else are you going to go? Nowhere. All right. Uh, I want to give a huge shout-out to... Uh, a lot of shout-outs today, huh? <laughs> huge shout-out to uh, Brandon Brooks, who is he's an offensive lineman for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, recently, I think it was last weekend actually, he started the game for the Philadelphia Eagles and had to come out of the game for illness. Well, we go to find out that this was actually an anxiety-induced illness that he was experiencing. And he couldn't play football, couldn't see straight anymore, couldn't play. Had to come out of the game. And instead of making excuses, he came out and was open about it. Was completely open about it. And he said something similar to what I say a lot of times. It's just, if somebody out there hears me talking about my own personal experiences with mental illness and mental health, one person, then it's worth it. And that's Brandon Brooks' thinking here. Because he's trying to help anyone out there. And we need more people like this. We don't need more people to have mental illness, to have anxiety problems, to struggle with mental health. We don't need that. But we need the people that do struggle with those things to be open about it. If you have a platform, be open about it. And that's what he's doing here. And especially someone like Brandon Brooks. He is an offensive lineman in the NFL. He is a giant human being. A, a manly human being by, you know, by, stand, by everyone's standards. Manly. He's a professional athlete in the National Football League. And even he's willing to be open about it. So thank you, Brandon Brooks, for your honesty. And I hope that you can continue to, to deal with this. And continue to have a career like you have. He's actually a very, very, very good football player. He is a pro bowler for those of you uh, out there. Because you don't hear a lot about offensive linemen. 
He is a Pro Bowl offensive lineman, actually uh, technically the highest paid guard in the National Football League, not tackle. I know I just lost half my audience there, but guard. Tackles do get paid a little bit more. Chris is like, well, yeah, tackles get paid a little bit more. And the rest of my audience is like, what? What's the difference between a guard and a tackle? They're all offensive linemen. They're giant human beings. That's all you need to know. All right. Supergirl. Supergirl. Melissa. And I'm not going to butcher her last name. Benoist. 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 God, I, I, I need to look up the pronunciation. I'm always just running around on, on this. This has happened before on a podcast. So I mentioned at the top of the, the uh, podcast, hashtag I stand with Melissa. Uh, she was completely honest in a 14-minute Instagram video where she talked about uh, being the victim of domestic violence or to be more specific, something called IPV, Intimate Partner Violence. Uh, this is something that revolves more around psychology, can also be physically abusive. So don't, it's not that it does not include uh, physical abuse, uh, but it's a lot of mental, mental abuse, psychological abuse, uh, and really just overstepping those bounds and then kind of backing off, which you hear a lot about in domestic, you know, domestic violence cases uh, where a husband will beat a wife or wife will beat a husband and then, you know, they will literally hit them and then they come back and say, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean it. And this is, this is more of a psychological side of that, this IPV, uh, where it's, you're making someone feel bad for, for doing something that's, that's very normal to do. For example, she was talking about how this individual would get, would get upset with her if she even was, was in a scene on set with another man. Would get upset. I mean, this is absolutely infuriating to hear things like this. Uh, but I'm glad to hear that Melissa is getting help and is moving past it. And much like Brandon Brooks here, uh, she is using her platform to inform other people of this. And I got to be honest with you. There's actually a a I have a long blog post that's going to be going to be put up, uh, and I've I've hinted at this before. I've been in this situation, not to the extent that that Melissa has here. I, I like I'm if you read this article, uh, I don't want to get into all the details of it, not to this extent. But I've been there uh, with that kind of psychological mental abuse, uh, and people like myself are very, like very. Uh, it's very easy to get to, to get someone who who suffers from mental illness kind of into that mode. And I've been there, literally in a relationship with, with, with a female who was four feet, 11 inches. I had over a foot on her, but she was mentally abusive to me and at times physically abusive, not as abused as Melissa was. I mean, we were talking about a hundred pounds versus 200 pounds, but literally would get physically abusive and, and psychologically abusive. So I've been there and I know a lot of people out there have been there. And I'm glad that's that, again, not happy that Melissa Benoist had to go through this, but I'm happy that she's using that platform to help other people out there. Because if one person's helped from this, I'm sure she would say the same thing. Just like Brandon Brooks, M Melissa Benoist would say the same thing. If one person's helped, it was, it was worth me coming out and talking about it. And we need more of that. More of it. All right, I'm actually going to save some of this. No, I'm going to save this one. Uh, but I do want to talk about this. There was a, a survey that went out, uh, and it, the survey questioned uh, people traveling for the holidays and found that one in four people have actually hidden from their relatives on a particular holiday. Uh, I saw that, and I was shocked. I was actually shocked that it was only one in four. I would have thought two, two and a half in four. Not that you're going to have a half a person, but genuinely one in four. That seemed, you know... Ben, Ben Oist, Ben Oist. Thank you, Bridget. Thank you.
<laughs> I'm doing it wrong. Benoist. And this is like I don't. I'm. I'm so. I'm always running around, and I don't do those things. Like, like, look up the pronunciation. I've literally done it on an on a podcast episode before. Uh, but again, this one in four hide from people at a holiday function, uh, and it's unfortunate. I get it. I, I've been there myself. Um, you know, not necessarily with with my parents, uh, but with extended family. <laughs> I was doing that when I I was doing that when I was a teenager. Yeah, yeah. Holidays in Chicago. I'm sure my family didn't notice most of the time, but I would literally disappear for like two hours during a holiday event. You're like, oh, outside, somewhere else. Uh, and then, of course, we roll that into what the Orange Menace Jr. has been doing lately. He decided to put out a little contest. That's right, a little contest where he encouraged people uh, to bring up politics at their holiday events and specifically trigger a liberal. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about the fucking triggering thing anymore. I'm just. I'm not. You know where I stand on that. It's incredibly insensitive. I mean, not only is this stupid son of a bitch like just overall insensitive, but then it's just. We, there's other words you can fucking use. You don't like. You don't need to use trigger. That that's not. It's very insulting. It's very insulting. But I'm gonna put that aside for now. And he wants people to share their videos or their pictures uh, of of people getting upset at the holidays. Uh, and then they will they will receive a, co- a signed copy of his book as well as a Make America Great Again hat. So here's what we have. A survey that says one in four people actually hide from their relatives during the holidays. And we have this stupid son of a bitch using his platform to encourage other people to hurt other people. I'm so fucking sick of the fucking Orange Medicine's fucking children. It's disgusting. This is the world that we live in. And if you're someone out there that thinks this is funny... Stay the fuck off my fucking podcast. Because this is disgusting. Orange Menace Jr. encouraging violence and controversy between family members during the holidays. This is worse than Black Friday. This is worse than going to shopping on on Thanksgiving at 5 o'clock for Black Friday. This is much worse. Much worse. And that's why people hide. Here's my genuine word of advice for anyone out there. Just don't bring it up. Because here's the thing. If you have relatives that are Orange Menace fans and they, they worship at the Orange Menace temple, they're, they're Trumpers, there's no, at this point, there's nothing you can say to change their mind. Maybe two and a half years ago, there could have been something. Now, there's nothing you can say to change their mind. They're not coming back from that. And if you're somehow you're an Orange Menace fan and you're somehow listening to this podcast, which is weird, but that's fine, your relatives that don't like him, they're not going to change their minds either. So don't waste your time. Enjoy your family. Enjoy the holidays. You don't have your family forever. Unfortunately, life is fragile and people do pass away. So don't waste your time on that. Don't. Don't. Or just don't go. You know, there, there doesn't need to be an argue. Either go and you just don't bring it up or don't go. That's how it should go. And speaking of more important things, uh, I want to share this. And Chris, it, I don't know if you've seen this because I feel like you would have come across it, but you should show this to Bridget because I think she would she would enjoy the article. I mean, enjoy. I, I cried. Uh, Matthew Berry, who is a, a broadcaster on, on ESPN. I'm not talking about uh, Matthew Berry, the fantasy football show host. I'm talking about Matthew Berry, the father. Uh, he put out an article on November 14th 
talking about his his young daughter, how he was literally on set at ESPN, uh, got a got a call from his daughter's school and could hear his daughter screaming in the background. Uh, and they said, you know, there's been a, Matthew, there's been a problem. Can you can you please uh, come and meet your daughter at the hospital? There's an ambulance coming to pick her up right now. And they sent a teacher and a principal in the ambulance with his daughter, his 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 seven seven year old daughter, I believe she was. Uh, I I didn't look through details again because I'll tell you I read this article and I was bawling, and uh, and he even talked about how he could hear his daughter and thank God he could hear his daughter because that meant she was still alive and that unfortunately is the world that we live in. You get a call from a school, uh, and there has to be a thought of has has my child been killed by a mass shooter? Fortunately, she wasn't. However, she did break both of her arms falling seven feet off the jungle gym. They took her to the hospital. He rushed to the hospital from ESPN. Unfortunately, uh, everyone at ESPN un- was understanding. Uh, and, and told him to get out of there. He went to the hospital. He found his daughter in the emergency room, hospital room, uh, and just didn't know what to do. And uh, she looked at him, and she said, Daddy, I want to hug you, but my arms are broken. And I read that line, and especially looking at Orange Menace Jr. and all the bullshit and all the, everything that goes on in the world. Uh, she just wanted to hug her daddy, and she couldn't. Because her arms were broken. I lost it. I lost it. I, I, what, what do you even say to that? Yeah. But I encourage everyone out there to read that article. Uh, I shared it to my own personal Facebook page, I think. But maybe we'll go ahead and share it on the... Uh, share it on the, the uh, Go Tell It to the Wall page as well. I'm going to save this. Actually, I'm just going to... Uh, the, the two new, there's two new brick and mortar Toys R Us stores that are opening one in New Jersey, which is opening this weekend. Uh, and then there's one in Houston that is opening at the beginning of December. There are plans for more in the future. The, the Toys R Us executives, the, the new Toys R Us, which is like true toys. They renamed it. Uh, they are looking at, at properties to open more brick and mortar stores. All right, we are over time. So I just want to, I want to, I want to kick through all of these things and I'm going to Melissa Ben, Ben Oist. Benoist. Jesus. I, I've got to have it in my head because I, I, I really love her. She's great, too. Uh, and, and just and always great things like this coming out. I mean, like I said, unfortunately, she had to go through that. But using her platform, Benoist. I'm just going to like put it in my head. Uh, a couple tech things here I want to talk about. Twitter uh, and inactive accounts. Twitter announced uh, earlier this week that they were going to start purging inactive accounts. These were accounts that hadn't tweeted anything or done anything for six months. Uh, then, of course, there was some backlash on this, which made sense. Uh, people were worried about uh, uh, Twitter accounts of deceased people uh, disappearing and, and, and not having the comfort of being able to go to that Twitter page, whatever it is, and, and see that deceased friend, family, whatever it might be, see their actual tweets and, and kind of see them, I, I guess, living. I, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know. It does make sense to me, though. Uh, especially because we have this with Facebook. There's something in Facebook. They have this memorialization thing. Uh, I have a friend who passed away. Oh my God, eight nine years ago, uh, suddenly, and and his his page still exists. His Facebook page. My grandmother, uh, her Facebook page still exists. She she passed away. Uh, Jesus, year and a half ago. Uh, no, two and a half, yeah, Jesus, two years ago. Time flies, guys. Um. So I get it, and Twitter did come out and say they're going to find a way to be able to memorialize some of these accounts that are from deceased people, uh, but they are going to start purging accounts as well, which makes sense to me. Like, you can't, you know, you can't just have all these dead accounts sitting out there, and it's not so much, it's not even just because of getting the name that you were trying to get years ago, it's more just like, you know, you, you cut the dead leaves off the plant, and I don't mean the dead, the deceased people, I mean, you have a lot of people that join Twitter 
and then they use it twice, and then they, they just forget that Twitter's even a thing, and they never use it again. That That's more what I'm talking about. Uh, Google's got a deal going on right now. Uh, Chromebook and Disney Plus. Uh, coming up here, if you buy an eligible Chromebook, you're going to get three months free of Disney Plus. Uh, you got to redeem it by the end of January 2020, uh, so look for that as well if you're in the market for a Chromebook and you get three months of Disney Plus, which, of course, you're going to have to put in your credit card and you're going to end up paying for Disney Plus after that three months is up. Uh, but, you know, if you're a Disney fan, you got The Mandalorian, Baby Yoda, freaking Muppet. There's new Muppets content coming out. All the freaking Disney movies. I finally watched Endgame. It's, it was fine, but it was definitely... And on that note, uh, Avengers Endgame is definitely Jay and Silent Bob strike back, strike back for the Marvel Universe. I, like, And I love Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. This isn't an insult, but that's what it was. That It was literally like, ooh, nostalgia in your face. Here's more nostalgia in your face. Oh, more nostalgia in your face. And you're like, cool. That's great. Like, I, I, I enjoyed it. It's just, like, call it what it is, Marvel fans. Uh, and speaking of Disney+, Plus, they have added a continue watching feature. So for those of you that are having trouble tracking your episode, which I, this totally makes sense to me, uh, you're going to be able to, you're just going to have a different like tab where you go in and it's like, this was the movies you were watching recently and you can pick them up right there. Because like I said, I don't even know how people watch all these damn things. How do you keep track of what you're freaking watching? It's, it's extra added stuff. Can't do it. Can't do it. It's why I like Hulu because it's like, oh, you were watching this. And I'm like, sweet, I was watching that. Now I can finish watching it. <laughs> like, that's how it should work. Oh, all right, we had to skip a couple things, but I'm going to go ahead and throw those into next week's episode. We will be back next week, same wall place, same wall time. We, I, I, I think we're done with breaks until the holiday break, uh, which happens every year, Christmas to New Year's. There's there's no episode. That is that is me time with my family, my beautiful daughter, my beautiful wife, and 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 extended family and everything else. So, so that's not happening. But we will have an episode next week, uh, episode 117. Uh, don't forget... Uh, to follow us on Twitter, at TellTheWallPod is our official Go Tell it to the Wall Twitter account, at TellTheWallPod, as well as at Magic Muppet. That's my own personal Twitter account, at Magic Muppet. That's right. Uh, head on over to Facebook.com slash Go Tell It to the Wall. That's our official Facebook page. Going to keep you up to date. Uh, Chris and Bridget keeping things in line on there as opposed to Twitter where it's me just flying by the seat of my pants and sometimes I have a couple too many beers and I'm like, rah, rah, rah. does that even make sense? No, doesn't make sense at all. I actually don't do that a lot on Twitter. I use Twitter a lot. Uh, and of course, YouTube, head over to YouTube, search, go tell us the wall, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to our page. And most importantly would be Sean O'Rourke live.com where you will find the links to all of those things that I just mentioned, as well as our Patreon campaign. And if you're so inclined to follow my own personal Instagram account, SoCalSean at SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N. Yeah, I got a badass Instagram handle. I don't know how I got that. It's so hard to get anything with Sean in it. Yeah, but I got it. Um, like I said, there will be an episode next week, and it will be December. Good Lord, it's going to be December. So we will be back next week. Uh, and remember, wall fans, common sense. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. This has been episode 116 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. I'm your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and especially no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense.